Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking, your source for optimized health system operations. The Patient Flow Podcast is designed to be an ongoing conversation about the strategic concerns for healthcare enterprises today. On today's episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, we meet Joy Avery, Vice President of Clinical Strategy at Teletracking. Joy talks about her nursing background and how a personal crisis with her twin daughters led her to implement a transfer center at North Mississippi Medical Center and to become a leader in patient flow strategy. Let's listen in. I've been a registered nurse uh, for 31 years now. Um, I started out at the bottom of the ranks. I graduated nursing school back in 1986. Uh, with an associate degree in nursing. Started nursing um, a career, taking care of med surge patients. Actually moved from that role into taking care of outpatient dialysis and then moving to the emergency department. What a big switch, right? From dialysis to emergency medicine. Uh, and from there, just grew in my career, um, became a flight nurse, actually directed the ED for a while in an interim basis while they were searching for uh, somebody to take that role permanently, became the chief flight nurse, actually built our trauma program at the organization that I worked at for 25 years, and also um, was asked to build a transfer center uh, back in 2005, and I took on that task as well. I actually got my bachelor's degree and also um, moved on to my master's degree in nursing. On a more personal note, you have a beautiful 18-year-old twin daughters, and uh, they had somewhat of a challenging start. They were they were born 16 weeks early. Could with your medical background, could you talk about what it was like to have your role flipped from? being the caregiver to being the person who was being cared for. Um, absolutely. Um, it, number one, it's just life-altering uh, experience when you've been, and I think at that time I had been an RN for probably 20, 21 years or so, and being in that caretaking role and in control of my environment and making sure that I'm helping um, you know, make people better, um, save lives, whatever the case may be, and then having it flipped over and now I'm the mother and the uh, nurturer and not that caregiver. And that lack of control was devastating, number one, because they were so early and we were just you know, under the gun and, and we had codes, we, um, good grief, went through surgeries, traveling by air, by ground to different facilities to have caregivers and just being out of that controlled um, environment was kind of scary, absolutely. Joy, they are doing amazing now and they've graduated from high school and entering into college. You had mentioned in a conversation that we had that after that experience, uh, you really had a desire to, to give back. Could you talk about how setting up the transfer center at North Mississippi, how that was one way you were able to express that desire. Yeah. So, so number one, just just going through the experience and having that role flipped, and you know, I had been caring for people for 20 years, and you know, that was my passion. But it it just put it on speed dial, I guess you would say. It uh, brought it to a different level, knowing and and I always thought through and and even taught my employees. You you know, you take care of people like you would want your mother to be treated, and uh, but it, it did put another level of perspective on that. Um, and with the transfer center environment, when they, they approached me with building this, this concept at the organization, I had already been out in the field as a flight nurse, 
out into these organizations that didn't have the resources. They didn't have the physician support or didn't have the equipment or even the specialties to take care of these sick patients. And I knew that from that flight perspective, bringing them into the organization that did. So the transfer center itself to me, and it was the concept of, wow, we can do this from a you know remote location, get the right people on the phone, get critical thinking RNs there to help triage those patients to the right physician to the right facility the first time and do that very expediently and let that physician that's caring for that sick patient out in the field or in the other facility get back to that patient because they don't need to be spending a lot of time trying to barter to get a patient moved to the right organization. So the whole concept was like, yeah, we can do this. And uh, and again, uh, building that out, just, just seeing uh, the physicians come on board with that because they felt like, wow, they're not calling us now for patients that I don't need to care for. These nurses are actually getting the right patient to me, not getting me out of the OR, out of the cath lab when I don't need to be uh, interrupted, but absolutely interrupted me when that, when that care needs to be provided. Joyce, so often when we think of nursing, we think of the clinical skills mm-hmm. that nurses have to have. But what you're talking about is very operational in nature. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about the skills that nurses working in that capacity have to have and how those skills are just as essential to patient care as the clinical ones? Yeah, um, we call it the total package. So you have to have that clinical knowledge, that uh, you know, critical thinking skills, though, are um, in essence and uh, is passion. Uh, finesse. Uh, We always teach our people that come into these environments, you know, you're in a glass house, you know, everybody's watching, everybody needs you, and you have to be able to triage. But but again, it's that passion and putting yourself in the shoes of that physician out there or that patient or even that patient's family uh, that you have to think through and make sure that you make the right decision very quickly. Um, it's no different than, you know, when you're coding a patient and giving drugs or, you know, doing CPR, it's a different form of, you know, life-saving. And again, it's the skill set of just passion. You have to be calm. Uh, and you are the voice of that organization. They're calling you and they're going to call you back if you take care of them and, and be compassionate with them and what their needs are. Those type of operational skills seem like they're becoming even more essential as command centers are becoming such an essential part of healthcare. Could you give sort of a, a brief description of what's involved in a command center and then discuss the role that the command center plays in improving service? and enhancing a health system's reputation in the community. Sure, so again, the the command center concept is the um, eyes, the ears, the first voice of an organization. Um, We we go out and we market the command center. You you have to have capacity to take care of patients. Uh, You have to have that visibility of that capacity in the command center. Uh, You are the hub of patient flow, and whether it be internal flow, between ER, cath lab, PACU, internal movement from an ICU to the floor, throughput, getting the patients out expediently, knowing where all patients are at all times and what those patient needs are in each environment. But then you also create access, you know, from the command center perspective with the visibility, the right people, driving the right processes. 
you, you gain access into that organization and it's, it, it improves patient outcomes, clinical outcomes. It's patient satisfier. It's a family satisfier when they know what's going on with their patient, uh, their family member. Uh, physician satisfier because again, you're not engaging those guys uh, at the wrong time. You're making sure you're doing that appropriately and then um, getting patients out of the organizations appropriately and efficiently and timely at the, at, you know, making sure that they're ready but not holding them back you know when they need to be discharged so the command center itself um, is again holding people accountable having data um, you know having executive sponsorship visibility that centralized model where we're facilitating all flow throughout the, the organization and joy related to the the flow through the organization that you're talking about what do you consider the key points are that help drive successful outcomes Again, having the right people on the bus, as we say it in the South, um, but just right, the right people in the right roles, making sure that we know before we pick up that phone that we have the pro processes down, the protocols in place. We know uh, where every bed is in the organization. We know where every patient should go based on acuity level of care diagnosis before we pick up that phone. So we want to facilitate that that patient from hospital A to hospital B or C, whatever's appropriate, and do it the right patient to the right facility the first time with the right specialty and then also the right mode. So with that, you have to have, to be able to build a structure like this, you, you have to have executive engagement and ownership of, of this because it sometimes is a big change in a culture change in an organization because there's a lot of decentralized processes out there. So you have to have that executive backup to make this happen. Again, you have to have that visibility, which is another key point. You have to build that one call process. You know, it doesn't matter how many calls you have to do internally to get that to happen. That facility out there, that patient out there, that physician out there that needs you should be, it should be seamless for him. And, um, you know, to just say yes process. And again, holding people accountable to uh, their actions. Um, call recording is important. There's just, there's just so many different um, points, but the elements are that executive sponsorship and this is how we're gonna do it. It's a new day. Thank you for listening to the Patient Flow Podcast powered by Teletracking. We take pride in bringing you insightful conversations with the leading experts in patient flow, as well as tips on industry best practices to help ensure patients get the right care in the right place at the right time.